Hey, listeners, welcome to the show. My name is CJ Wellington. I'm a strength and conditioning coach out in Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to another episode of the Oak Strength Performance Radio. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oak Strength Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. If you're new to the show, our goal here is to create some content, some fantastic content for athletes, parents, and coaches. We tell stories, we have laughs, and we go into everything that is the end game of athletic performance, helping athletes achieve their optimal performance and be the best that they can possibly be. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Oak Strength Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. With me, co-host, Trace Nowak. Hey. And our special guest today. Mr. C.J. Wellington, from many, from many time zones away. What day oh, yeah. is it in Los Angeles right now? <laughs> we're uh, we're Tuesday, I think. Okay, nice. It's hard to tell these days. I don't know. Every day looks the same. They kind of blur together. They're all they're all the same. It's all good. C.J., tell the people, the tens of people that listen to the show, who you are and why you're such a big deal. Geez, that's an intro. Um, <laughs> let's see, I'm a small-town guy uh, from Elizabeth, Illinois, so a few of these listeners here probably know where that is. I went to college just outside of Milwaukee at Carroll University, and then grad school at the University of Louisville, and then I found my way out to California, where I've been ever since. I've been here about six years now, maybe seven, somewhere around there. Um just uh, working with athletes, I um, partnered up with a volleyball club this past year and um, direct all their performance training as well as have my own clients in and out of town or tra- travel to them as needed. But um, yeah, just running a performance business here. Beautiful. How'd you find your way out to California? So after grad school, um, I guess during grad school, I was an intern with the performance program at Louisville. And just looking for jobs, so you kind of get to a point where you're like, I'm going to be done with school. i got to find a job. And there was a lot of job postings out there. Um, I thought I wanted to be a college strength coach, but it only happened to me that I got an offer. The only offer I had was another internship after (laughs) grad school where I just interned for free for two years. And... It happened to be at this place called Sparta Science. They said, if you come intern with us for about a month um, and you do a good job, we'll hire you. So I'd never really been to California. And um, I was like, so I got anyway. So it could be a worse place to go to and uh, made it work. I worked there a couple of years and um, learned a ton. And then I started my own business shortly after I left there. And I've been doing that ever since. I'm five years into my business now. And I actually use their technology and product within my own business. Gotcha. You use Sparta Science. Yeah. Yes. What's the business called? So my business is called Tactic Performance. And then um, the volleyball place that I train everyone out of is called Vibe Volleyball Lab in El Segundo, which is in the LA area down Southern California. Gotcha. Um, Tell us more about the volleyball piece because obviously that's why, why Trace is here. It's not just his pretty face and his <laughs> nice. deep, deep voice, but yeah. you know the, the the volleyball piece. So you're training. Tell us about the the training that you do with with these volleyball athletes, um, who you're working with, what their goals are, stuff like that. So 
What's unique about Vibe is it's a private training facility rather than a club. So it's not affiliated with any club. So we get a ton of different kids of all ages in, and they're doing like one-on-one, one-on-two encore training with a coach. And then we've been able to set up the performance side where we do small group training or um, same one-on-one, one-on-two, like semi-private training as well. Um, let's see. They just expanded. We just expanded again. But a year ago, they had just expanded, and I was kind of looking for a home base to run my business out of. And it, it worked out as mutually beneficial where I came in and created a system for them that we're still currently using to train all the athletes with the Spark, with Sparta's technology. Um, so it's, it's grown really well. And we're, besides all the, what's going on in the world, we have slowed down a little bit, but we're ramping it back up, um, expanding into another weight room and, you know, middle school, high school kids mostly. Yeah. I was going to say that probably the small group thing works out actually pretty good for you guys right now. I'm sure there's a, a lot of people that still can't get to their athletes and with you guys being small group stuff, it probably lends itself a little better. Yeah, we, we were, we were doing a little bigger groups before, but now um, with times being the times we just lowered those group numbers down um, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But um, yeah, it works out well. We have about four to five kids in every group with one coach. And um, so they get a good personal touch. Like it's a one-on-one training session, but still in the group setting. How how did you find the volleyball piece? Because you you're a big college football player. I've I've heard stories from mutual friends. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so <laughs> the the neighborhood I live in, El Segundo, I just breeze right over this. The volleyball club was expanding, and I just sent them a message on Instagram, and we got a meeting. <laughs> we got a meeting, and we set it up, and I showed them the force plate system, and. Um, it's the owners are two ex college volleyball players, and um, it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the connection between Sparta, Sparta specifically in volleyball is, I mean, everything with, I mean, with the major test being that vertical jump, obviously being a huge deal within volleyball. Hey, I right. want to jump higher, jump more efficiently. Right, and then a lot of a lot of the major universities that these kids want to go to uh, use Sparta as well, so it's good selling point for the parents yeah. as well there you go how um so how do you use it what's your what's your you know structure with that so um every athlete that comes in they'll be tested all three tests the balance plank and jump and then um we explain it to them we throw them into the group and then it's an ongoing process of like progressing their training all their training is based off of that movement signature and then we reassess them every three weeks. Um, yeah, just providing feedback to them, the athlete, and then the parents too. Usually the parents over email or text, but um, the athletes in person. So we've gotten to the point now. Let's see. Most of the kids, so it's been about a year, and they were all starting off with like the lightest kettlebells you could <laughs> find. And now it's really cool. Now all of those athletes are all using a barbell. So it's, it's pretty cool to watch um, the progression of how the program started to where it is now. Um, yeah, it's cool to see. How do results look volleyball-wise? Co- coaches' feedback, parents' feedback, stuff like that? Um, it's good. So we're the only ones that have it. So it's the most objective 
like no nonsense number you're going to find and the kids are getting better. I'm not going to wood. I'm on a wood like picnic table right now, but we haven't had a single serious injury in over a year. Um, so some of that's luck, but some of it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you get athletes, you know, sequencing in the way that they need to, they're, you know, go, you know, having quality movement in everything that they do. And it's not just under a barbell and it's not just on a jump, but it's everything, you know, that they do, you know, in volleyball or different sports or whatever, like they should stay healthy as long as odd, weird freak things don't, don't happen. Right. What, um, so we, we, we compared numbers a little while ago. We, you took all of your kids found the average Sparta (laughs) score. I took all of my kids found the average Sparta score. And strangely enough, exact same score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, guys have, you guys have about 100 high school kids? Is that, is that roughly, give or take? There's like, a, there's like 140 in that group now. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we jumped up a little bit. There you got go. a new kid. Beautiful. And you took our 100 yeah. whatever we have, 128 or whatever there yeah. was. I just found it funny that you, you, you combine, you, you look at high school kids, you know, who are ba- basically getting the same training with, with a very adjunctive right. – you know, measurement tool, not just like straight vertical and the jump, not just, you know, whatever, not just approach touches or stuff like that. Get, that gets so, you know, whatever. Um, in the way of like, do, did you touch it? Did, you know, did you touch it? Did you not? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, with that many data points, 100 and whatever data points, you know, on both sides, we, we you know, I thought I was going to beat you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Midwest kids versus your SoCal kids, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's interesting. it's interesting. I think I think ours dropped to the seventy nine, but uh, we'll be back up. Okay. Well, you got a bunch of new kids, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. That's you got right. you got to bring them along. Yeah, just need some time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny, actually. What um. So so what what other, outside of volleyball do you are you train other sports out of there? Um, so yeah, that was part of what we're trying to do with the new weight room expansion next okay. door is we're trying to get rid of the branding of like purely volleyball. We've had a few basketball and like soccer kids trickle in, but now it's the weight room's not looking at a volleyball court. Yeah. So it helps a little bit as far as like the culture and then what you're getting in. So it's it's a constant work in progress. This is only our first week. So Monday this week was our second week of training in the new gym. Cool. But um, I think over time it'll help. It'll help with culture. I mean, the first few people that were in there were an ex NBA player and an NFL player. So, you know, they liked it. So, nice. so talk to, cause sorry, that's another part of I like to, your business that, that you do in the way of not, not only do you work with, you know, adolescent kids trying to get them to go to college, but you, you work with some, some collegiate professional athletes. Talk to, talk to that, and 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 I guess really the the Sparta piece within that because it's it's more than just get in the weight room and get your pump on because these athletes have have lifted before they're not new to it they're not using right. they're not using little little kettlebells and then moving <laughs> up to the not so little you know a little bit bigger kettlebell but they're they're people who yeah. are actual real athletes talk to that uh, yeah um, so my business outside of the volleyball is it's basically two parts there's a consulting part and then an in in person training part just like the volleyball kids um it's more personal training like one-on-one one-on-two um rather than the groups but using that same piece of technology 
and then um, guiding their training program with it. Honestly, it's all the same exact concepts. Every single one of these players has a different background, history, injury history, how they feel about strength coaches. It's all, it's just the conversations are a little bit different rather than working with a high school volleyball player, male or female. Um, so the in-person training and then um, see, I have one client where I'll go see more of a check-in process with the technology. Um, it just becomes like a higher level conversation at this point. We've probably done 15 or 20 training sessions. So if I tell them to do a different movement this month versus last month, he already knows how to do it. We don't have to do a training session. It's more of just being his kind of trustworthy person in the health and performance world. These guys got so many other trainers or team trainers or multiple different team trainers, depending on if they got traded that they don't know who to believe. So it's nice to have like one common voice and then using that for using my network of people to kind of help. They need like a chiropractor or massage or something else. I can help them with that instead of them just guessing. So how often do you, do you scan the uh, the professional athletes? Is it the same as the high school kids? I'm sure that you're afforded the ability to scan them more often, but. Yeah, yeah. so so the in-person people, uh, depending on how long they're in town. So if they're in town for three or four months and they're going to commit to that much training, I'll do the same thing every three weeks. Yeah. But if I know I only got them for a month, I'll just scan them every week. Yeah. Um, for two reasons, just to get them a little more bought into the process and the data and more comfortable about seeing what's happening, but then um, being able to change things quicker. Yeah. So if they're super fatigued one day, they come in and you can just tell. It not only helps with buy-in, we're not just crushing them every day in the weight room. So we're using the weight room as a tool to help them feel better on the court or on the field. Um, but yeah, so, and then, like the consulting side of business, it tends to be like once a month. Okay. Yeah. So talk, so that's an interesting thing. You would think, you know, Adam makes it professionally. I go to my professional team in my professional city and I get these professional strength and conditioning coaches. You, you would think, you know, Oh, Hey, this is the, the pinnacle of all strength and conditioning. Why would they need, you know, a private entity? But I think it's a really interesting point that, you know, Different teams do different things in different ways. Some teams do it very successfully. Some do. It, some teams do it less successfully. Some teams they fire a head coach. They fire you know everyone that goes with it. The, you know the strength coaches and, and stuff. So it becomes a very transient type type profession. And right. so it, it's it's interesting to me how they, they turn to you know hey I need this common voice. I need I need a you know professional in this private sector that isn't you know connected <laughs> you know mm-hmm. by the team that you know. That's going to help me and be with me through my career in which to, you know, keep me performing at a high level and keep me healthy. Yeah. And everybody's different, right? Some people are okay with just going along with what the team says. And um, that's totally fine too. But there's a lot, I think the vast majority of pro athletes in any sport are going to be, because they're a business within themselves. They could get traded at any month depending on their contract and then they have to go meet another strength coach and training staff that may have a completely different philosophy to what they're doing. And then kind of my pitch to the athlete is if that happens, we still have 
we still own your data. Yeah. He owns his data, and then it doesn't leave whether you change the team or not. So if a guy goes from the Green Bay Packers to the J- Detroit Lions, the Packers does not do not share that information with the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> so the the players just kind of up in the air, like, well, I don't know. Like, here's how I feel. I hope it's okay. Yeah. But if you have if he has his data in process and he knows what he needs to do on a week to week or day to day basis to take care of himself, that other strength coach at the team usually is pretty okay with that because they have a lot of other people that they're trying to manage. Um, so it's just putting all the kind of, what's the word, giving them the information to take care of themselves, yeah. you know, and be there, be there as needed, but um, empowering them, not reliant. Yeah, that's the word. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, being there to support them along the way. Talk talk about your 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 internship with Sparta. What what you did there? The I mean, because this is this was a little while ago. This is like Sparta grassroots. It was like 2014, I think. Holy cow! Yeah, I was like, um, there were no viruses in the world. Oh my gosh, <laughs> such a happy time. Not that we knew of, right? Um, <laughs> so. It was great. So I, I learned a ton. It was a really quick internship, and then I, I got tossed into the coaching um, pretty fast. Um, I, I mean, the first Cause, thing cause I really did you're, there is you're I, at the Sparta training ground. You were you were training their their athletes, most of them being mm-hmm. you know professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so variety of it sports. Started, it started in January, so we're like the middle of pro baseball off season. So at that point in 2014, they probably had like. 30 or 40 pro baseball players coming in every day, um, which was kind of, you come in and you're kind of wide-eyed, like, <laughs> whoa, this this parking lot has a lot of high <laughs> cars in it. Um, and I, I didn't know what the heck was going on, but um, figured it out and just kind of, you, you just kind of go in and provide value how, the best you can, even if you're not allowed to coach right away. Um, I'm just learning the system. I you know, I had no um, experience. I had experience with technology, but not as much with force plates. Um, and I remember the first thing I did, I, Phil, who's the CEO and founder, um, we were having trouble with laundry, and I just found I found a new washer and dryer for him. And he thought it was the coolest thing. He's like, I never met this kid, but he just solved our laundry problem. Um so this guy like, may be one of the smartest like, people I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. But you're solving yeah. his laundry issues. Yeah, yeah. Point. He's like, we got towels and, and it works. So <laughs> I kind of, I became like the director of operations there along with coaching. And then the, let's see, the software was fairly new at that point, but they had like a handful of partners. I was like technology support for them too. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So it was how- a, it was a lot. <laughs> so then talk about your transition into, into, into the private sector, kind of doing that. So you, I mean, from the get-go, you've, you know, obviously you got a quick baptism by fire in the way of, you know, force plate tech and, and, and how this whole thing works. Um, I, on the other hand, coached for years, I don't want to say blindly, but without, you know, any type of insanely accurate measurement tool like, like we're using right here. T- talk about how... Talk about how you use Sparta. Like, what if, if people don't know about this? They don't know about this, you know, force plate tech and stuff like that. Because there's there's a lot of different force plates out there. Force plate technology is not new. What what what? 
how do you describe to people what it is that you do and, and how you use this, you know, AI force plate technology? Um, I'll just tell you what I like about it. I like <laughs> that it's very fast to run the assessment and you can do it frequently. And then the, the biggest thing is it makes sense to the athlete or the client, whether it's general population or, or like an NFL player, it makes perfect sense when you explain it to them. Um, obviously it takes a long time to be able to just rattle off what the stuff means. I probably, I probably, I'm into the thousands probably of <laughs> explanations, but, um, so to this point now I can, I don't care how much money someone makes. I can tell them where they're at. Yeah. But before, when I first got this far, I, it would be like Stutterville. I, <laughs> I wouldn't know what I was saying. Um, but you go through that hard part and once you get it, what it means, it makes perfect sense. And then you can see it. So it, it confirms what a coach, a good coach would already see. Um, but it does it with data and compared to a huge database. And then you're adding in a balance and a plank where they're single, single leg blindfolded or on a single arm. You can kind of tease out a lot of stuff where injuries would occur and you can do it really quickly. You don't have to put on like your scientist jacket or mm. Half and like do it behind the scenes where it all seems like nonsense. Mm -hmm. I've trained a lot of pro athletes where the only thing that'll come out of a force plate scan, say you're in the NFL, is wow, my right leg's stronger than my left, <laughs> and that's the only thing they can get out of it. Yeah. And it, and all you got to say is, well, you're well, you're a wide receiver and you start on this side every time, and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, of course, you're very late stronger. You're left, and yeah. it needs to be. Yeah. But um, and it tells you no information. That, that's not helpful information right. at all. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it creates a complex, or it, it solves a complex problem with a really simple solution. That's why I like it. So then, talk about once you once you scan scan people. It, this is fun because I feel like I'm interviewing myself. Just a younger, better looking version of me. Um, what, so, so when, when, when you scan somebody and, and you, you identify whatever and, and pretend this is, you know, this is an athlete that could, could use some help. How, do, how, what are your steps? How do you, what do you do? You mean to say it's like a bad athlete? Yeah. Okay. Not that you have any so, bad athletes. We have a bunch of them, but um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, so you just use an objective tool, right? It, it, most of these kids, whether they're general, general population or adults, kids, doesn't matter. They already kind of know where they're at. They know where they sit. Um, this technology is just going to confirm that. And then we could show them the quickest way to get the results that they want. Um, so it's going to guide the training in a way where we don't have to do every single exercise every single week we can get rid of kind of some nonsense stuff do a really efficient plan for two or three weeks um reassess see what happens a lot of times kids will actually get worse you just have to be able to explain it confidently that they're going to come out of that bottom hole even better than they were before um sorry talk about that really quick because you said sometimes they'll get worse like what it, wait a minute wait but i send my kid to you you know, at Vibe Volleyball in which to be elite. You're telling me that they're going to get worse? I don't understand. Yeah, so um, the simplest way I've always There was sarcasm in my that, voice. Sorry, let me let me be clear. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so the simplest way 
I explain it, whether it's a parent or an athlete is, or even an NFL athlete it happens every time. So the old like saying, you're going to get worse before you get better, whether you're practicing a jump shot, a golf swing, it's going to be a little bit weird at first. It's the same thing with training. Um, I actually, I've said it that way so many times, I forget the actual scientific way to say it. Um, but you get worse before you get better. It takes around like 40 to 50 days for the body to start um, responding how you want it to. Yeah. Might but, be like 52 days or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, but every, everybody's different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, that's what I appreciate with, with Sparta. Basically, you're, you're the, 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 the nonsense that you knock out, the nonsense that you get away from, we don't, we don't have to back squat and front squat and power clean and traditional deadlift and trap bar deadlift. And do, 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 do. you can be very, very specifically with, with, with what they need, you know, mm. get rid of the nonsense. And then, but typically a lot of stuff or a lot of times the stuff that they, they need, they're not good at. So now all of a sudden you have to teach them skills, you know, and where they, they be, yeah. Hey, this is how you fix your free throw. Shoot it like this. Oh, it didn't go in. No, no, get, just, keep doing it. It's going to suck right now. It's going to suck tomorrow. It's probably going to be bad two days from now, but 53 days from now, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, right. hey, that. When I first started Sparta, I was like, these are all the workouts that I avoid. <laughs> I don't want to do these. Right. And it's like, well, that's exactly why you need to do them because you avoid them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you get put much pushback from that in the way of like athletes, like getting stuck with stuff that they just, they hate doing. <laughs> they get over it quickly. No, yeah, not as much as you'd think. You, you get a little, like, sarcastic whining, but they just do it. They do the work. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, in the, in the way of every, can, can you imagine, I mean, again, you're, you're young, and, and you're, you've, you've almost known Sparta your entire professional career. Um, can you imagine not coaching with, with Sparta? I, I don't mean this to be a shameless plug, but I struggle with the idea of ever going back to not having this type of insight. And what kind of coach so, I would be. So I had kind of a different path than you. I had it right away. Yeah. And then when I started my own business, I didn't have it. Oh. And now I got it again. Now I have it again. So I went through this a long time ago of like, how the heck am I going to train people? Because I know it's a little bogus to just kind of create an Excel sheet and throw everything on it that would make sense. Just kind of throwing paint on the wall. But, um, what I used to do is I, I grabbed their vertical jump with their body weight and how it changes. Um, it worked well, but it, it takes twice as long and um, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean as much. So I think I was Sparta's like second partner wow. in the private sector. So once they approached me right away, I was still in the Bay Area. And um, so once they started selling to private coaches, I was kind of figure out a way to do it. Damn. Who was number one? I think it was um, maybe Unlock Training. Oh, I think in... Chad. Yeah. I don't know how to his last name. Yeah, maybe them, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what number we are. I don't think we're in the top ten. There's not too many of them, so he might be. No. Well, <laughs> Default. It's, it's, yeah. it's still new. It's still new. It really is. And it yeah. is interesting how, you, you know, the, again, the college places, you know, growing within colleges – Growing within, you know, the professional ranks, it's been huge in baseball. I don't understand why. Baseball loves their technology. Well, I think, like, baseball, right, they have so many games. It's like, how can we find a tool that lets us do as little as possible and still get results in the weight room? Mm -hmm. So it's like, can we go in and do a 20-minute lift three times a week 
and still make our players better through how long is their season? 162 games. Yep. During so, a normal year, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, normal year. Um, so I think every sport has its different culture, right? I think football uses it more as a comparison tool, which is why the NFL Combine uses it. Yeah. Um, baseball is going to be these players are a little more. Um, what's the? I don't know. Introspective. They're going to create like they want their own program. Yeah. Each position is different. Pitchers are so much different than infielders yeah. or outfielders. You know, they need different programs and this the culture i mean they work hard but it's not the football culture where they work hard with 100 guys at a time yeah um basketball's a little different yeah some of them don't like to lift yeah because <laughs> i don't think jo- a, i mean yeah, i don't think yeah. jordan lifted oh wait wait a minute he did <laughs> right yeah and I, I get that a lot out here in la there's so many basketball players um but it's either they're still scared to like get hurt in the weight room or guys have been hurt in the weight room because of a bad strength coach yeah. Yeah. or, or they, they have this thing about like strength coaches just wanting to crush them every time and they can't even get on the court the same day or three days after. So it, you're going to go through that in any sport, but basketball is a little more touchy because you can, you can play the game by yourself and guys like to get on the court every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Any, any closing thoughts? What do you, what, what, what is something that you want your, your athletes, your parents, your coaches to understand about what it is that you do that maybe they just don't see, you know, they, they don't think that they're, I don't know, they might not just guess that they're going to get through coming to a, a strength and conditioning coach. That's kind of a tough question. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I don't know where I was really going with that either. Just... <laughs> um, I think it's very murky what we do. Like it's it's a it's a you know oh okay jump jump higher. I don't want my kid to get hurt. Da, da, da. Like sometimes parents get it and they understand the process. They understand that it's you know you know it's a marathon not a sprint. And then some parents want you know results yesterday. What? what... Yeah, I, I think it's using the weight room to be better on the court rather than just chasing strength. Um, and jump height. So especially in volleyball, all they care about is how high they touch um, when maybe strength is that limiting factor. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's more soft tissue work. It just depends on the type of athlete. Uh, but instead of just chasing jump height on the vertex, just because some random college recruiter wants to see that number, that they don't know who measured it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... It's, it's, it's taken, and volleyball does a pretty good job with this. Um, overall, you, you have your cases of like helicopter parents, but, um, it's, it's using the strength and the weight room and the power and the plyos and just learning how to take care of what, what we basically do is teach the athlete how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, just like with the pro athletes. Um, but then using that process until they, if they want to go to college until they go to college. Yeah. Um, and then by the time they get to college and we've sent a few kids now this past year, they already know how to do all the lifts. So the college strength coach probably is like happy about that. Yeah. I've been there. It's one of That's the that. things that we hear back from college coaches. The most that uh, athletes are the most unprepared for is the workouts. 
and not the volleyball yeah. workouts, the strength workouts. Um, so yeah, right. definitely, right. I think one of the things that we've heard back since we started using Sparta, well, we kind of started right at the beginning though, yeah. um, is that kids come in and they're like actually able to somewhat hang. <laughs> they, they still get a little caught off yeah, because or, of college programs they, so much more. At least they have the form. They have the form right, yeah. and it's like you just teach them from there. It's, it's they're freshmen again. That's the hard part. I've been there. Yeah. Still a different ball game. It really no is where you're playing. Yeah. yeah. CJ, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for hanging yeah, out. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate from, it. from multiple time zones away. Yeah, let's do it again. We'll we'll uh, we'll get on here again. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. absolutely. I mean, really, now you've 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 achieved everything in life at this point. <laughs> to be a to be a guest on on this podcast, I mean, that's right. I don't want to say the rest of your life is going to be downhill, but this this might be the pinnacle. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Tuesday, what's the date? There we go. Fourth, <laughs> yeah. August, yeah. August 4th. August 4th. There we go. Mark 2020. It. Jeez. Mark it down. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yep. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Guys, thanks for listening, and we'll Bye. catch you on the next one.